This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. This program is sponsored by New Zealand Bridge, sponsors of Grassroots Bridge across the nation. Welcome to The Bridge Zone. You're at the table with Barry and Mariana. And as promised last week and the week before, Pam Livingston joins us on The Bridge Zone about her next adventure, Barry, as a bridge coat to the nation and beyond, I guess. Indeed. And we're not talking about getting run over by a bus. No. Judge Julie joins us and we're talking about attire. Not the thing that goes round and round on you. <laughs> Dress code. What else have we got? What do you think about sport? Sport. Yeah, I like sport. Sport did major injury to my knee. This is the bridge system. Ah, yes, I did read about that. That's so quite clever. I thought it was pretty cool. Somebody went on and they asked them what they played and they said they played sport. And sport stands for some people... Open Real Trash. It's an acronym, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how that's going to help you in your bridge career, but thought it was interesting. And it's a really good segue onto the next comment I want to make. Now, you've all heard about Blackwood, asking how many aces partners got. You've probably heard about Roman Keycard Blackwood. Question is, have you heard about Jermaine Blackwood? Number seven batsman for the West Indies made 100 the other day. Did he? (laughs) Got to thinking, Jermaine Blackwood. Would that be like... You only ask for aces when it's appropriate. <laughs> I mean, that would be Jermaine, wouldn't it? Maybe it's a new convention we, we could invent, Mariana. Jermaine Blackwood. How much did he make? Well, that's a lot of aces, 100, isn't it? Yeah. He made 101. 101. And he was a star for the West Indies. Anyway, that was a idle curiosity, really. <laughs> Jermaine Blackwood, the latest big thing in ace asking. Hey, before we run out of time, let's go listen to Judge Julie. Okay, then we'll have jingle bells. Director, please. How can I help? Judge Julie presiding. Question one. This is a doozy, Julie, an anonymous person, doesn't want to name themselves. Is there a dress code for directors? There is, as much as there is a dress code for all bridge clubs. We do have a minimum standard of dress, so it may have gone downhill in some ways over time. There are requirements about footwear and things like that that we have to observe because of health and safety and that we are working. I would personally think uh, that the, the more I am dressed appropriately, the more it actually helps my confidence and the fact that I'm actually doing some work as opposed to sitting and playing the game. So I'm sure that all clubs have a standard of dress. How strong that is for what you actually wear as a director I would not be certain, but there are certainly some issues around health and safety that require footwear and other things to be observed. I can remember a number of years ago now, a director was directing the was the North Island Pairs and he was trying to get his national director's qualification and he turned up dressed in a jacket, collar and tie. Very <laughs> impressive, I thought. It's a long Silent time stuff. since I've seen that. Especially that person, I would have thought. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, many years ago, I used to go barefoot because I enjoy, enjoy walking around barefoot and it's comfortable and you're on your feet a lot. And I had got told that I really didn't need to wear shoes. So I 
wore sandals and the first time after I was warned, the strap on my sandal broke. So I couldn't wear my shoes when I was directing the session. So I stood at the front of the room and I apologised for not wearing footwear because I was well and truly caught short and it was a wee bit embarrassing. And at the end of the year, the particular group that was playing gave me a bottle of Lindau and a size 8 gumboot for my Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) What, just one? Just one. Just one. So you mean that directors in Santa suits are only acceptable at Christmas parties? So if you rocked on up wearing a Santa suit in the middle of April, June, that's not acceptable? We used to have Christmas parties at Christchurch and one of our youngest directors, Corrie, who is now in Australia, fronted up wearing jeans with the fashion of, you know, having holes in them everywhere with some lovely baby blue underwear underneath. I can't recall anyone complaining, but it was Christmas and it was completely informal in a different atmosphere. So I am sure the club would have had something to say if he had turned up that way frequently at a session. I did happen to notice a photograph of Lorraine Stahesky, um directing the Christmas cheer in Palmy on Saturday, and she was wearing a fairy costume. Yeah. She wears her fairy costume every Christmas cheer. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're representing the club in a lot of ways when we direct as a club thing, and often people will get dressed up. I think Patrick's got a wonderful story of wearing something truly bizarre for an Akarana tournament that I have never seen and I never hope to see and at some point ask him about it because I can't quite remember but I think it's one of those tea parties of what you know prostitute priests whatever things yep. and I think it involved fishnet stockings amongst other things and I Ooh. really don't want to know Ooh, I, hope, I hope there was no <laughs> photographic evidence <laughs> I haven't seen any but I'm sure there might be people listening that might be able to help out <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome okay thank you for that that's very okay. helpful advice for your right, average right. club director We'll catch you next week, Julie. Okay, see ya. Bye. Okay, guess what? What's happened now? I'm still waiting for my bloody $2. Oh, hang on a minute, but what happened to Rotorua on Saturday? Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, so fair's fair, (laughs) 52.5. So I got my $2 back. You didn't No, no, that's not right. You didn't get it back because you never jolly gave it. Well, yeah, there was that. (laughs) <laughs> so you keep your $2 and I'll take the interest and the interest is $4. Yeah, that's what those blooming bank managers will do to you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Hey, anyway, so, so there were some Christmas tournaments on the weekend, some results. Yep. Rotorua was won by Mike Curry and Christine Gibbons. Very and solid. They won, by, they won by miles. Yeah, solid as there a rock. Daylight sec- there was daylight second. Oh, well, good on to them. What about... In the Palmerston North Christmas cheer? Yes. Who won that? Anne-Marie Russell. Anne-Marie Russell wins everything lately, it seems like, <laughs> that she plays in. She was playing with Debbie McLeod, the Nina Hewitt Christmas Pears, and yep. Otago. Wow. Who was that? Was it our friend Brad? It was. Bradley Johnson and Matt Blakely. Well wow. done to them. And what was the score there, Barry? Oh, they had big scores as well. I just haven't got them in front of me, but they averaged well over 60. 63, I think they averaged. One by about 7%. Hey, talking so, about big scores, Barry, why don't we pop off and listen to Pam? Yeah, funny story about a big score here. Good morning, Pam, and thanks for joining us on the Bridge Zone. Nice to be here. Good to have you here, Pam, even though you are supposed to be here last week. Yeah, I was waiting there for the call, Barry, but... <laughs> oh, how sad, see? <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> 
So how's your day started so far today, Pam? Oh, pretty good. It's absolutely pouring with rain. I'm off after this to our annual Riding for the Disabled lunch, so that will be a nice thing to attend. Awesome. That sounds good. wonder what they yeah. have. Oats and carrots or what? <laughs> Oh, it's not the horses, no, Pam. It's... No horse meat casserole, that's for sure. Oh. <laughs> Thank goodness for that. We've done some background research on you, Pam. You've represented New Zealand four times. That's an amazing feat. And that's in the open category, Mariana. I just want to mention that because there's a question coming up. Yeah. Okay. And I have your lovely card here, Bridge Coach. Maybe I should be giving you a call. The only chance you'd have, Mariana, is if you were driving a bus. That'd be the only coach oh. you'd get. <laughs> oh, how sad is that? Cruel. Yeah, true. So tell us about yourself, Pam, and bridge coach. Awesome. What does that entail? Well, I do private bridge lessons with people, usually individuals or peers, but some groups. And I started doing this about a year ago in New Plymouth. I've been doing that with our lovely New Plymouth people, practicing on them. And I really love doing it. I enjoy helping players progress and I love that moment when the light bulb goes on and they, they really get something new. Yeah. And so I'm just starting to do that online now. So you think there's a bit of a gap in the market, Pam, for people who are ranked beginners who learn the game and start playing and then they sort of just get thrown into the mix? Well, there is, and not just rank beginners, because we've all been playing this game a long time. There's always new stuff to learn. So when you're a beginner, getting to grips with the bidding is very difficult. There's a lot to learn to get started. And then you play for a while, and and then you start to learn more. And I had a peer come to me and say, we noticed that when we win the auction, we do quite well, but we're hopeless on defence. And Defence is an area of the game that is much neglected and people aren't great at. But there's so much to be gained from defending well because it's half the time that you're playing. It is funny though, Pam, that people do think that. Well, I think it was Zia we had on the show who said the trouble with defence is it's not very sexy. (laughs) And it's true, isn't it? People don't talk about defence. No, and it's quite hard to teach. But the main thing that I try to impress upon people is that I'm sorry, when you're defending, you have to be really thinking the whole time. So when dummy goes down, you don't go, oh, I wonder what I'm going to cook for tea tomorrow night. You're thinking, <laughs> what do I know about this auction? Seen dummy, what's the clear I got? It's thinking the whole time. And then when people start playing tournaments, there's a whole new set of challenges there. In teams matches, you've got to be able to your slams and I noticed in club play and I mean this lovingly there's no shortage of quantity of advice (laughs) (laughs) but quality advice is a little bit harder to find so that's what the bridge coaching's about so actually talking about that when you see the dummy Pam when a really big dummy goes down can be a bit depressing sometimes and it's probably a bit easier to switch off even though you shouldn't would you agree with that Yeah. yeah it's surprising what can happen you don't know what partner's holding. You don't know what problems declarer has and never give up. Yeah, you maybe declarers bid something they shouldn't have. Or your lovely partner has some miracle cards that go beautifully in the hand. Never give up. For some reason, though, when you see a really lousy dummy go down, the defenders both sit up in their chairs and think, ooh, and you only need to switch off for a few seconds and it's, it's all over, isn't it? That's right. So yeah. can you tell us about your online venture? Well... 
this is the christening of the launching of the online break. I'm Woo-hoo. a Luddite. Yeah. Break out the champagne. Yeah, exactly. I've been a Luddite for many years, and uh, my friends will be very surprised to hear that I've just set up a Facebook page. Oh. <laughs> and yeah, and that's so that anyone interested in bridge coaching can uh, has an easy way of contacting me. The first lesson is free, so you can give it a try, no obligation try, and see what you think. For so those they... keen people out there, I can help you progress your game. So if they want to do that, they just go onto Facebook is the easiest way then? Probably. I think that's how Facebook works. Have you got an email address you're prepared to give out if people want to contact? It is PJ Livingston. That doesn't have an E on the end. Then the number six at gmail.com. You must have thought for ages before you came up with that email address. I know. Yeah. I've got a, I suppose, a call sign. My call sign is Mouse, and yep. I do Z Mouse actually six one one. And I was just wondering how you came up with Kermit as your PBO call sign. Well, it's to do with clothes. <laughs> so I became a member of BBO quite early on in its existence, and was able to choose you know, whatever name I wanted, pretty much. And at that stage, I had this fabulous green jacket. It was lime green, and it was slightly furry. And uh, everyone used to call me Kermit. And so, yeah, that's how I got my BBO name. That's really cool. I was amazed I, like I was cool. amazed that she got it, that nobody else had wanted to have it, but I suppose. Oh, yeah. Maybe... Yeah, I was in early. I was in early. There's a couple of other Kermit, Kermit 01 and, and that, but no, I got that name early, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Barry's just plain and simple Barry. I was in that early that there was hardly anybody on, Pam, and I think we were, we were Barry and Jenny. That was, that was our lock-ons. <laughs> now there's Barry 1920 and, and whatever. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, getting in early was good, wasn't it? You had the pick of the names. Yeah. I've got a listener's question. Pam for you and this person oh. did want to remain anonymous and oh. I don't know why that is but they wanted to know what your highest score in a peers session of bridge is <laughs> and do, are you also asking me to guess who the, the listener was? <laughs> no 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 uh, he did oh god I've just narrowed it down but he didn't want to say no I bet hi Bea it was with you <laughs> and I'm not a hundred percent sure whether it's the highest I've got but the highest recently was a, a couple of years ago we got 75 percent 75 wow what tournament was that in and that was in the Palmerston North Christmas cheer oh, oh really man that would yeah met a few drinks at the conclusion of play no doubt <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, the, the person did say, that it wasn't me, by the way, when she said it was you. I think she's talking about the anonymous um, The anonymous person who I'm yeah. hoping is listening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he will be. And he, he also said that he was sure it would wind her up, was what he said. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 75, that's a pretty impressive score by any stretch of the imagination, especially in an eight-point yeah. tournament. Yeah. So there no, must have been a bit, of, a bit of good defence involved and a bit of thinking and a bit of counting. And a bit yeah, of luck. And, a, and a fair chunk of luck I'd have to throw in there. Yeah, anyone who gets 75 has been a bit lucky, I would say. <laughs> yeah, I think that's <laughs> fair to say. Anything over 70 requires a bit more than just skill. 
In yeah. my wee yeah. bridge life, I've only hit 70 once. Well, right. maybe, maybe there's once. one coming up. Maybe if you get a bit of bridge yeah. coaching, Mariana. Oh, yeah. yeah. True. Yeah, she might be the first one onto Facebook to, you know. So, Pam, is the bridge coaching just on online, is it? If you well, were to register through Facebook, so you go through and you have your first stop, free, no obligation lesson, and you decide that you want to go on, and then if you do online, there is there an opportunity to do face-to-face if you don't live in New Plymouth? Well, um, I'm pretty flexible, so yeah, we can we can talk, talk about anything. So, um, so yeah. You've already done a bit of face to face. You've already done a bit of face to face in New Plymouth, have you? Yeah, yeah. So, okay. um, yeah, mostly mostly face to face stuff. Um, you know, the I, I would prefer face to face, but I think the technology that we've got now, using Zoom and BridgeBase Online, I think it would be pretty close to being there in person anyway. Yeah. She doesn't sound like a Luddite to me. I'm an expert on Luddites, I can tell you. (laughs) So what do you do normally during the day, Pam? It sounds like being pretty flexible. So what's your normal role, employment or whatever you want to do? Well, I'm sort of semi-retired. So about 18 months ago, I left my job, which was quite a full-on job, and I'd been working in quite high pressure jobs for quite some time and I decided actually I was going to take a break and think about what I was going to do next. So I started the bridge coaching about a year ago and also got involved in riding for the disabled and did quite a lot of volunteer work there but I'm now working there as well as a coach. Well that's an amazing uh, thing to be involved in. Your bridge coaching, how many people have been involved so far, Pam? Just local or you're just sort of reaching out nationwide now? So I've just been teaching people locally and I've had pretty good response from the New Plymouth Club and I've practised on them. (laughs) (laughs) And I've just decided this is something that I really enjoy. I think it's something that I've got stuff to offer our players in New Zealand and I think there's a little market there. Hey, watch out for my cousin, Pam. She just did the lessons in New Plymouth this year. Karen Luxton, she's going to be good. Okay, cool. I I don't know whether she's listening, but anyway. You've got a new bunch of beginners from this year's classes that are probably going to converge upon you. Yeah. I was very lucky when I first started Bridge. In my second year, I had a mentor who took me under his wing, the late, great John Martin, and got me really interested in the game. You know, I was very lucky to have that, and that's not available to everyone and and actually that's sort of what I want to do for anyone in New Zealand who's keen to progress their game. I learnt so much off John but I was always aware he was a busy person and I didn't like to bug him too much with all my questions. Well, (laughs) you can bug me as much as you like with as many (laughs) questions as you like, you know. That's what I'm here to do, so... That's true, Pam. I'm sure that, particularly in a lot of smaller clubs, maybe there isn't a really top player that they can even approach. So Mm. sometimes the advice they get might be a bit suspect. Yeah, Yeah. you know, in the past I've helped out emerging players. This way I can help lots of people and they don't need to feel coy about asking for my help because it's a business arrangement. So at the moment, have you got some plans for 2021 
for yourself playing? Well, since I haven't been working so much, I've played quite a lot this year, apart from the, you know, <laughs> interruptions with COVID. My plan's funny, you know, even when I was in, in the New Zealand team, I couldn't play that much. I couldn't go to a lot of tournaments because I had kids at home. And now that I'm able to travel and play, I can't travel and play <laughs> because of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy playing and enjoying my bridge continually improving I hope. One thing I love about bridge is bridge people we've all played against each other for years and new people come in and yeah, it's a great game and great people So who is your partner at the moment? I tend to play the big tournaments with Jan Alabaster from Christchurch. she's a very good player who's represented New Zealand many times yeah, we have a nice partnership. She's not at a point in her life where she can play heat, so been playing with a few other people as well. There's no free lunches on the bridge zone, Pam. There's one more question I want to ask you. It's about women's bridge. Now, it's noticeable that you've played in the New Zealand Open team. I don't think you've ever played in the New Zealand women's team. Do you think it's a good thing, women's bridge, or would it be better if they, if they had to play in the Open? Well, interesting question, and I'm just going to throw out a big disclaimer <laughs> of what I say next is no reflection on our many wonderful women bridge players in New Zealand. My opinion is not about that. I don't quite understand why we need to have a woman's bridge team or a woman's category, sorry, in this day and age. Having a woman's bridge category, sure, we should send a team if it's there. Why not? But I can't quite understand why we have it. I mean, I would think statistically there are probably more women bridge players in New Zealand than men. So I think it's close to 70%, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, the, the yeah. top echelon belongs to the male bridge players. So the way you improve your bridge, and I would recommend this to anyone that's trying to improve their bridge, is to play against the toughest opposition you can find. If you're a junior in your club, go and play against the senior people in your club. You know, you start playing tournaments, go and play an open tournament. And, you know, you'll go along and get your butt kicked, and then you'll get better, and then you'll be able to start competing with those people. My big reservation about having a woman's section is that I would always want to go and play against the best opponents I can find. And I'm sorry, internationally, those opponents are not playing in the women's section. I mean, we don't have a lot of actual women's events in New Zealand anyway, I think just interprovincial, so it doesn't really count sort of on a national scale. Certainly, the highlights of my bridge playing years, I was going to say career, it might be a bit too big a word, has been in those open internationals. It's so cool playing, you know, it's so tough. Yeah, it's great. Love it. So I think that's probably better for developing your bridge than playing in a lesser competition. And I'm sorry, the women's competition, although there are many good players, is not quite the standard of the Open. And I'm actually surprised you're allowed to have a, a women's section as far as equality goes. I'm not sure what the reasons are for having a women's section. That's my thoughts on I that. I guess a lot of it's just historical. It's been going on. I mean, yeah. even, even your clubs that have their ladies' day tournaments and they want the men working in the kitchen and all sorts of horrible things like that. <laughs> there were reasons for that, I'm sure, back in the day. Are those reasons still valid? I'm not really sure. And I mean, we've got some very good women 
play is it's just bridge, right? It doesn't actually yep. matter whether you're male or female. It's just like it's just playing cards. It does seem to me like the, the ladies' day events that the, our local club and that hold are becoming less popular, and maybe that's a reflection of that less interest for those sort of tournaments than there used to be. It used to be packed out. Ladies' day at Hamilton Bridge Club, everybody went. Oh right. Yeah. Did right. most of yeah. the ladies used to work though? I don't know. I haven't been around that long. <laughs> that tooth seems to be sticking out longer and longer. <laughs> oh well, I think that's it. You know, ladies' days was because maybe the little old whiffy was stuck at home and they're playing bridge, so they go along and they all congregate at ladies' day. So now, well, as I say, <laughs> that time has passed. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for your comments on that. We'd like to get you on again, maybe, and see how the the coaching's going. You know, maybe next year sometime if you're available. Oh, that would be yep. great, Barry. Okay. Yeah. Thanks very much Look for coming on. Look forward to seeing you both at the table. You will indeed. Yeah, so that'll be great. You will have to make sure we're thinking at the time, Mariana, and not those yeah, going. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you a call anyway, so I'll go and I'll have a look. Oh, she's going to have. Oh, she's going to get I'm some coaching. She might be first on your list, Pam. Oh, excellent! I look forward to that. <laughs> yeah, I that'll think Pam probably good. thinks I'm beyond help, Mariana. So, you know. oh, one thing too, I should mention is that my lessons are confidential. I don't talk about who has lessons with me. You know, your secret's safe with me, Barry. Um, but <laughs> some people feel quite vulnerable about having lessons and don't want other people to know. Well, I can say for sure they won't hear it from me. Brilliant. I think it is a bit of a culture in New Zealand, like people paying people to play is not so widespread or acceptable as it is in, say, even Aussie or the States or whatever. So maybe that's... Yeah, I, I find that really interesting because my other passion in life is horse riding. As my sister used to say, I have two subjects to bore people with. <laughs> and people that compete in equestrian, they have just lessons all the time from coaches. And I've competed in dressage and I went to one of our top riders in New Zealand who luckily didn't live very far from me. And I was amazed after riding for so many years going to this person, learning stuff that I didn't know I didn't know. And I think Bridge is a bit like that. Yep, I agree. Yeah, it's those yeah. bad habits that we all learn, yeah. whether we're riding horses yeah. or whether we're playing Bridge. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's a fair that point. Good. Okay, thank you, Pam, and we'll look forward to talking to you again in 2021. Okay, that sounds cool. awesome. Thanks very much. Thank you. Okay, Enjoy your day. Okay, bye, Pam. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Well, that's pretty exciting for Pam and New Plymouth and also me, Barry. I don't know. Every time we talk to someone, they're offering up lessons. I always need to have a little dabble. Yeah, it's all going to be anonymous, though. Nobody will know you're doing it, except for our thousands of listeners. I don't mind if I broadcast it. I'm going to go and have a, a little try. But anyway, it's the final Battle of the Bridge Zone host this coming Sunday, Barry. Oh, are you going to tell everybody about that? What if we both play really badly? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I have to play extremely well and you extremely poorly for anything to happen. But let's just have final battle of the Bridge Zone host at Topol Christmas party. We need a ham. Here we haven't won a ham. We need a ham for Christmas or it'll be mince on toast for Christmas dinner. <laughs> okay, $2 is up for this weekend. I've been saving up. I've been to see the bank manager. And said, "Look, I need two dollars for the weekend, and I've got it guaranteed that I can I can front up with two dollars on Sunday, the Sunday tournament. I know you've got all day Saturday to prepare. Don't go on Saturday, for goodness' sake. No, I'm busy on Saturday. It's all good. So Taupo's taken over the date that Huntley always used to have, Taupo, mm-hmm. and uh, yep, good on them. So, and I'm sure they do a great job. They've got good numbers. They're all booked out. 
I actually they were all booked out before I booked in, and something must have happened because all of a sudden it was open, and we thought, oh well, we might as well go. Oh really? Sort of a last minute thing, and we'll see how we go. Yeah, we will. Okay, well, I shall see you there Sunday. To everybody out there, there's all of those Christmas events coming up. We will be making sure that you all know about it because, like Barry always says, the bridge zone never sleeps. That's right. And we'll come back with lots of stories from Topo for next week's show. <laughs> yeah. Okay, catch you next week. Bye. New Zealand Bridge, sponsoring bridge from beginner to international, nationwide. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.